Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, welcome back. Oh, yeah. To another episode of Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike, what's going on? I started smoking cigars with a buddy. Um, not good. Not good. <laughs> Do you want to explain a little bit? <laughs> so I used to occasionally have one stogie every, I don't know, long breaks in between. It was a special occasion. All the boys got together. We'll have a stogie, campfire, whatever. Well, Elijah Craig, small batch came out. <laughs> An entire bag of cigars was laying there. And then, uh. We ended up smoking cigars at his house from 6 p.m. to 1 in the morning. Jesus. So How many cigars did you have? Only two. Oh, okay. But I woke up feeling like I was eating ash. So <laughs> I didn't know if I left a morgue or what was going on. But uh, Were they long cigars or were they just like short and you took your time? They weren't like Babe Ruth, but uh, there, was, there was one acid that was real small. And then there was something else. I don't even know what it was. Couldn't even tell you. Do you think Babe Ruth would have succeeded as much as he did if he played during today's era? Yes. Really? Yeah, it, dude, it's Babe Ruth. But if I know nothing about baseball, but I was listening to the Bill Burke podcast, and they were talking about how with like the enhancements of performance and everybody like having so much better strength and conditioning coaches and everything like that, it would be a, it, an argument to be made that Babe Ruth wouldn't have succeeded as much as he would like now. Yeah, but if Babe Ruth was alive and well playing baseball today, he would have the same coaching around him that everybody else does, right? Right, but if you take his stats and like you transform them to today's standards, they wouldn't be nearly as good as they were. Well, yeah, but that's... Uh, you know what? Here's the thing. That's every generational debate and argument right. between sports ever. Babe Ruth is Babe Ruth. Let's that's why he's hockey. That's why he's Babe Ruth. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, unless you talk about hockey, because then you get Wayne Gretzky, who's just ridiculous when it comes mm-hmm. to the stats. But even football, if you look at some of the running backs and stuff that they always flash the stats on, there's still like the top five running backs. None of them are playing still, except for like Frank Orr. Right. Because everybody was just beast mode back in the day. Yeah, if you look at Thurman Thomas' stats today, they're still disgusting. Mm-hmm. He just ran house. So I just didn't care about player safety back then either. No. I'm just going to use my head to run over everybody. Mike Allstott, yeah, fullback from Tampa Bay, way back in the day. We don't talk also, about Tampa Bay anymore. No, but speak. I mean, for now we do. But the the Tampa Bay thing that bothers me most about 2020 is that Tom Brady plays for Tampa Bay, so it's literally just more TB on TB. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna vomit because TB12, and now it just encompasses an entire city and organization as well as his name and brand. I just, I do it. I hate it. And now it's called Tampa Bay, or. Tampa Brady or something like that, right? There's not enough Japanese whiskey to get me through this conversation about Brady. (laughs) So let's actually kick it off, man. We got Japanese whiskey here today. We got the small batch, which is, what, 92 proof? So uh, we're going to drink this one sparingly. Not because 
of the fact that it's 92 proof, but it's Japanese, and I don't know too much about it, and neither does the rest of the world. Right. So, kind of, kind of terrified. So, as the our viewers that follow our podcast, we generally like to have a bottle of whiskey that we're trying for either the first time or something that's a fan favorite of ours. But we like to give a background on what the distillery is, what the company is, why they got to where they are. We started local. We wanted to bring stories from the local distilleries to light because that's something that we wanted to do to help promote Buffalo. But as we're getting into more and more of non-local distilleries, we wanted to at least touch on the background and why they call themselves the way that they do. We have that information about this Japanese whiskey, but that's it. No one knows about this. Japanese whiskey, don't they do not follow any laws or regulations or anything. They basically do what they want. So it's not like scotch or American, like Tennessee whiskey or Kentucky bourbon, that you there are specific laws around it. Mm-hmm. Japanese just do whatever they want. So, so there's, I'll I'll touch on everything you said, um, but real quick, just so that we understand what we're about to dive into with our palate, it's of evading, v a t t i n g, starting strong with the micisms, v a t t i n g, vading. Yeah. Vading, vading, my accent's kicking in, so I couldn't tell you. <laughs> but it's a, I don't know, it's a, it's a vating of a hundred percent malt whiskeys, <laughs> aged for an unstated time, in bourbon, <laughs> sherry, and Ms. Hold on, Ms. Irnara, Mizunara oak. Mizunara. I'm totally gonna get sued. <laughs> Similar in color and nose, the whiskey is extremely savory with a heavy burlap leather and mushroom character. The meatiness of the aroma is almost overwhelming. The palate showcases a much bolder, creamier body that is quite nutty with notes of lemon peel or lemon custard. The finish has a lingering note of sweet nagat, vanilla cream, and a touch of smoky barrel char. Um, It's a harsh nose, which I can attest to, and... That's pretty much what we're going to enjoy this episode. So last week when you were leaving my house, I told you we're doing this next time. And I basically shoved the bottle in your face and I'm like, smell it. Yeah. And you smelt it and you were put off. A little bit. I'm not a huge fan of, oh, goodness and gracious. Here we go, jumping right into it. So again, for all you people that don't follow us regularly, every time the Wi-Fi beeps because the battery is dying, we take a sip. So on that note, cheers. <laughs> cheers. This is your first time ever having it. Yup. Initial. Initial thoughts. I'm back drinking a campfire. <laughs> God, why do you do this to me? I just... Uh, it's not... It's honestly not horrible in regards to the peat. It's a good whiskey, but you gotta, you gotta know that it's got some peatiness to it. Yeah. And if somebody poured it for you and... You didn't know that going into this, and you didn't know anything about anything that was inside your glass, and you smell it, and you automatically are put off. When you drink it, it's just more of what you smelled. So, yeah. bon appetit. Which, with this one, nobody knows what they're drinking when this is poured in their glass, because it's so unknown. Yeah, so on that, it's it's called uh, Hadazaki Whiskey, and it's named after a lighthouse nearby that dates back to 1657. The distillery apparently chose this name to avoid confusion with whiskeys created by the nearby... Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) 
Igashima White Oak Distillery. Which... Mike doesn't do well with the English language, so we're going to throw Japanese. <laughs> so they tried to avoid confusion with whiskeys created by the nearby Igashima White Oak Distillery, who makes Akashi whiskey. So this whiskey is a product of the Kai... Kaiko Kaiko Distillery, located in the Hyogo Prefecture and owned by the Akas Sashi Tai Sake Brewery. <laughs> Screw you! You know what? I tried so friggin' hard. <laughs> Who did this to me? Who? I swear to God, I went to college. Oh I, do, I do everything I can for you guys. This literally sounds like a second grader first <laughs> starting to learn how to read. The whiskey they're currently bottling and selling, however, is not Japanese whiskey in the way that you might think. This whiskey was not distilled in Japan. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> As has beca- become common practice with a lot of the new Japanese whiskey companies that have emerged in the last few years, they do not have their own whiskey to sell. Instead, they buy whiskey in bulk from Scotland and Canada, bottle it, slap their own label with some kanji on it, and sell it to foreigners as Japanese whiskey. That'd be us. Why, you might ask, they can't legally sell it in Japan. But other than that, the Japanese laws regarding whiskey labeling are very vague, and they permit a spirit like this one to be sold in foreign markets as if it were real Japanese whiskey. The U.S. has its own laws regarding the labeling of spirits, but those mostly apply to booze produced in the U.S. There are strict laws regarding what can be sold as bourbon, for example, which obviously we know about. And if you don't know... Then watch our previous episodes because we've discussed it a gajillion times. (laughs) But when it comes to imports, the usual practice is to follow the rules of the country of origin. The Kaikyo Distillery, I I don't know, if I'm not, you know what, we already lost all the subscribers, so it doesn't matter, (laughs) does actually exist, and they are apparently distilling their own whiskey. So that's, I did some research, it's all I got. Yeah, so what I gathered was that the Kaikyo Distillery... They took so this is a blended blended whiskey. I know, I studied Japanese in school. Just kidding. Uh, so this is a blended whiskey, and w- with that being said, we know blended whiskey is that they're taking whiskey from different distilleries and blending it to make their own. So the Kaikyo Distillery actually does make their own whiskey to some extent, like you were saying, but they source it with two other whiskeys that are made from other Japanese distilleries or Japanese influenced distilleries, and then they also blend it with a scotch which is where you're getting that peatiness from. So the scotch, and they can't call it scotch, obviously, because it's not made in Scotland. But when you're looking at this Japanese whiskey, you're getting a lot of the notes of the extreme like malted barley. It's a huge malted barley taste to it. But you're getting that peatiness a little bit because they are sourcing or blending it with the scotch that they've got too, that they've, had, that they've received and blending it in the bourbon and sherry barrels. Right. <clears throat> So, Amazon's here, just so you know. Cleo's going nuts. Got a new phone case. I uh, got my phone case here. Look at that, huh? That's sick. Looks pretty nice. Uh, Queen City Creative Works. We're able to use their uh, awesome laser engraver. Mike's peeking his head over there. To engrave the logo on the back of my case. But we're going to get another one so it faces the right way. Got it. As soon as it started engraving, he's like, Dark, did it wrong. Nailed it. So, Unbelievable. But yeah, so this is very interesting. They started back in May 2017, this distillery blending their own stuff. So if you would think about what their distillery would... 
Breathe in, breathe out. Uh, if you think about what they would do in like the color of this whiskey too, <laughs> we'll cut all this out. Cleo! <laughs> um, this is a very light colored whiskey. <laughs> we'll be back after these short messages. <laughs> I just gave her some food. That makes me shut up, so hopefully that makes her shut up. So this is a very light color. It's not what you would typically expect from whiskey because it's like yellow, which to me screams that it's a young whiskey. Obviously, with our vast knowledge of the distilling process, there's no doubt that it's got to be. I mean, it's got to be young. They can't even tell you for it's for an unstated time. I don't know, man. But, like, there's no, this says that it's blended, but they don't tell you from where. And this is my assumption here. They're made in 2017. They, they first started doing this in 2017. This looks like something that would be aged for only, like, two years with no artificial coloring in there at all. So why would you source something for four years when your product is already three years old? doesn't make sense. I think that this is their own, but they're calling it blended because they're not legally allowed to sell it. If it's their own. Which would make sense. But then how do you get all these flavors in there? Because they're using just everything. They're blending it in uh, sherry casks, bourbon casks. I don't know what Mizanara uh, whiskey or whatever is. This company is known for making sake. So I don't remember what sake tastes like because I don't frequent Japanese restaurants. But... I, I feel like this is just what they would produce, but they're not legally allowed to produce it in Japan, so they're calling it blended to get away with it. Gotcha. I'm just completely blowing in their whole thing over here. I solved it. But, but that's what I would think. I mean, initially, what do you what do you honestly think about the taste of it? Do you like it, or is this something that you wouldn't get? I would not spend my money on this, personally, because there's too many great bourbons to enjoy. Yeah. To pair with stogies. This, I... It, it's like a... It's a delicacy, really. Like, if a friend has it, like you, mm-hmm. and it's a special occasion, it's like, hey, you want to try a little? It's like, yeah, I'll sip on it, you know? But I won't I won't go out of my way like, right. oh my god, I need this bottle tomorrow. Like I would for, I don't know, anything on our shelves. Right. Yeah, it's, it's very... <clears throat> it's very interesting, this type of... So Japanese whiskey started becoming super popular within the last couple of years, and which, like like 2017. Yeah, seriously, uh, all Japanese whiskey. Yeah, it, it just started flying off the shelves. So I think that they're just trying to capitalize on that by just putting this out there as quick as possible, which is why you're seeing the super light color and like the abundance of flavors because you're not going to get a ton of oak or you're getting quite a bit of vanilla here, but you're not getting those wood sugars or anything because they're not sitting in that cask for very long. No, I think the back end of the the ending notes, like the final end of that, you get some sugar, but mm. otherwise there's really not yeah. too much. Yeah. We'll, we'll go through it once you go to our whiskey review later on the episode, but this is what we're going to be drinking throughout the whole episode. Um, got the, it from my buddy Steve. Hell yeah. Um, for my birthday, so this is... Uh, I, I'm, I love different types of whiskey i love bourbon bourbon is where my heart is but different types of whiskey and scotches just do it for me so good you love your scotch yes i do so mike 
What happened this week? Where did our world go? I don't know, man. Up in flames, apparently. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. Yeah. The... (laughs) Dude, this year is just unbelievably shot. Shot. 2020 is just a wash. Literally. There was a... I saw a meme that was actually really funny. It said, so is Corona over and now it's riot season because I need to figure out my outfits? (laughs) And I'm like, pretty much. Like, it's... It's crazy, but we're about to enter phase two. So, January, we had almost World War Three. Yep. February, what was February? Uh, leading up to Rona. Yeah. March was Rona. Yeah. April was Killer Bees. No, no, no. April was Rona. May was Rona Killer Bees and Killer Bees. It was combined. And now is rioting. And now is the... Rioting, violence, murder. Yeah. Just and sweet. Yeah. So, what do we do? We're... Like as as an American and as somebody that lives here, what are you expected to do? Everything you do now, and this is not taking sides, but everything you do now by the other side of the aisle is going to be taken as wrong. We're basically in an abusive relationship with the opposite side. Yeah. Regardless of what side you're on, everything that you do is going to be taken out of context by somebody else just because that's the time that we live in now. Everybody was unified. And we're going to get into this because this is the hottest topic right now. Everybody was unified when we were talking about the unfortunate killing of the gentleman in um, Minnesota. Minneapolis, right? Minneapolis. Mr. Floyd. Mr. Floyd. Everybody was unified in that. Nobody thought that the cop was in the right. Correct. Everybody was understanding that this is a terrible situation that happened. And everybody was on the same side. And then all this started happening. And now we're divided again. Mm Mm-hmm. We, we can't, as a society, be unified for some reason. And, and I don't understand where that comes from. Same. It's tough, too, because I just don't understand racism in general. Like, it literally makes no sense to just not like somebody because of what they look like on the outside. Like, that's just inherently ridiculous. Like, it's just asinine. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't get it. Are you a trustworthy person in general? Like, are are you the type of person that... When you meet somebody, and this is not anything to do with racism at all, but when you meet somebody, like when you met me for the first time, are you an inherently, I want to trust this person and they need to, it would be their responsibility to destroy my trust or are you a more, I'm going to be more protective of myself and they need to earn my trust? Which way do you normally lie? Uh, not the latter. So like the... You give people the benefit of the doubt first and I, then... I do... Unless I know that I'm in a very sketchy, like, part of the world. Like, if I if I know the person I'm speaking to doesn't even speak English, then it's kind of like okay. But if if we're if we're stateside and I'm in Buffalo and then I meet somebody for the first time <laughs> and that's probably what you're talking about, then yes, 100. Yeah. percent Like, it's it's more of like a tribe mentality. Like, hey, I'll you know I'll let you in the tribe, and then if you break that some level of trust, then it's just like that's kind of it. Like, I'm moving on. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not just randomly judging people for nothing. Um, road rage is a different story. Right. I'll go off on people while I'm driving, but that's, you know, more times than not, that's just to make a joke. Yeah. Which I think is important too, because there's a lot of people now saying, like, I'm sorry for ever laughing at a joke. And I understand where they're coming from, but the other side of it 
that I think people are forgetting is that comedy is comedy and nothing's off the table. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if we're going to go to that, to that extent, not extreme, but to that extent and discuss that now over this current topic, then, I mean, what about the people in the Jewish community and all the different jokes from like a nobody who's making a joke and that's, you know, Okay, hold on. Let me try to say this correctly. So there's I'm all there's like a gajillion things in my head. Yeah. So like we're not professional comedians, right? But right. we'll make a joke to make a joke. Mm-hmm. And then there's people that are amateur comedians that do open mic nights, so on and so forth, and then they're trying to make it big, right? And then there's professional comedians that also make jokes. Like one of our com- favorite comedians, um, Anthony Jes- Jesselnick, yeah. Jesselnick, he'll make a joke about the Holocaust, like outright, mm-hmm. you know? So I just had to drink moss. So, so he'll make a joke about the Holocaust and people are like, ah, that was like, it was funny. I'll give you that. But it's still like a low blow. And it's like, well, no shit. Like, that's the point of comedy. Like nothing is off limits in comedy. So when it comes to this, I'm not saying like somebody should make a joke about kneeling on someone's neck. Not that. But I'm saying just race jokes in general um, or ethnicity jokes in general. Like if somebody makes a really good white joke, I will laugh all day long. Right, because it's because comedy. It's comedy, yeah. They're hilarious. So I think people that are saying, I'm sorry for laughing at a joke, it's like, I understand where you're coming from, but at the same time, actions are going to speak louder than words in this scenario and mm-hmm. like in, in life. So Morgan Freeman, I think, still says it best where he goes, the, the only way to stop racism is to stop talking about it. Right. Like... Just treat people with respect and dignity, which is what I said on Facebook in my status, where I was like, people just need to treat people like people. And it has nothing to do about anything, like yeah, wh- where they're from, what color they are, what they represent, like whatever. It's just just treat people with respect, and then you don't have anything to worry about. Right. What happened to that golden rule when we were in kindergarten and first grade? Just treat others the way that you want to be treated. That sounds super cliche, but that's how you have to live your life. Yeah. And the fact that... Everybody has to understand that the squeaky wheel gets the oil in all situations. And the squeaky wheel is normally the outlier in the situation. So if you have one squeaky wheel, that might get the oil. But you have to remember that a majority of the rest of the wheels are not squeaky. That's why they're not getting the oil. Mm-hmm. So when you look at that into a situation that is uh, like the situation that we're in right now, there no one is saying that there aren't bad cops out there. No one is saying that. There's bad cops out there. There's bad accountants out there. There's bad podcasters out there. There's bad everybody out there. But the fact that you still have to take a step back and realize that a majority of the other cops, accountants, podcasters that are trying to do well need to not be lumped in into the same, this is the squeaky wheel here, which I think people are starting to forget because in the day of social media and the day of everything being readily available, your phone having video camera capabilities, you might see a lot of videos of cops doing bad things, which we should definitely call that out because that's part of being a good human. That this thing that this guy did is an absolute terrible thing that he could have done. It shouldn't have happened. It should never happen again. And that's the end of it. But to lump all cops into being this ass racist pieces of shit that this guy was, that shouldn't happen because there's a lot of cops out there that are doing very good. Example, Buffalo. The last night and two nights ago, the Buffalo police were busting their ass to make sure that everybody was safe. Mm-hmm. It was a scary situation in Buffalo last night. Mm-hmm. There were people renting U-Hauls, Penske trucks, driving around with guns. That's a scary situation. And in those situations, Buffalo PD and other surrounding area PD police departments pulled them over and arrested them. 
those are the cops that should be recognized and they shouldn't be lumped in with the squeaky wheel. Yeah, I agree. And I think a lot of it too is people bring up the counter argument where they, they bring up the point that Chris Rock made, um, which is still a valid point. It's a great point. And he said not to, not to sound like the current president, but he said that, yes, there's not just bad cops or not just good cops. And, you can't lump it in. This is, it's tough for me to talk about. Cause like there's, I have so many points that I want to hit that I can't speak fast enough. And my mind's just like a gajillion miles an hour. But he basically was saying there's still some professions that you just can't make mistakes in. And to his point, he's not wrong. Mm-hmm. Like there's definitely, there's, there's room for improvement and I think the thing that most people are forgetting about is that human error still exists and you're never going to get rid of human error. So you and I both know to become a cop, what does it really take? Like there's not this insane amount of specific special training that you get that allows you to then carry a badge and have responsibility and all this different authority over civilians, mm-hmm. right? Like you take a test, you pass a background mm-hmm. test, you go to the academy, you graduate the academy after learning about penal law, and then you get through FTO, you get through your probation period, and then you're on the job. Mm-hmm. And from that point, I'm not saying that they're not ill-equipped and they're not ill-trained, but there's there's a lot more to the job that people don't know. And then they go on social media and blast their opinion about how there needs to be empathy training. There needs to be specific cultural training. And yes, absolutely. But at the same time, you it's very difficult to do 40 things at once. Right. And getting into a loop and a cycle of you have to do this training, you have to do this training, like the Army did that. The Army was trying to force so many different training events to fit one specific need that it sacrificed other things that were also important. And if you forget the basics, you can't compound all this extra training and all this extra attention to something because there's an immediate problem. And I get it. Like this is, this is to me more cultural thing than it's, this is something that's been identified. It needs to be spot corrected immediately. Mm -hmm. It's, I think a mixture of both. Like, of course, all it took was one cop to look and say, dude, move your knee off his neck and like, don't do that. Right. Right. So there's that. And then there's the, the obvious cultural aspects of it where, you know, what can, I mean, what else can be fixed? Like miscommunication, the, the, the lack of seeing things through different lenses, Mm -hmm. right? Like if, if I get punched in the face and you get punched in the face by the same person, we're going to react differently to it. And that's the same thing from something physical to something cultural, so our backgrounds impact how we get affected by anything and everything. And, you know, I think people are missing that that occurs. So it's tough, man. Like there's there's a lot of room for improvement. Obviously, we can be better. And I think it really starts as an individual of just being a better person. Right. But it's hard to affect change from the like a lot of people's perception is that police in general are corrupt which is not the case for a majority. Mm -hmm. But from the outside looking in, it's tough for people 
like us, and I'm just being devil's advocate because you know where I stand on this, but it's tough for people like us to say, how am I going to affect change in the police force without doing something, which is where some of the thoughts about protests are coming from. It's just these protests that then get taken to a different level to where you have outside agitators coming in and causing a disruptance when it was originally going to be a peaceful protest. Mm -hmm. So it's the thought is there. And it's everybody's right to protest. It's everybody's right to assemble. And they should be doing that because they're raising awareness of something, which is true. I mean, this is how our country has d- evolved into what it is right now, mm-hmm. is protests and people gathering together for a common cause. And the common cause originally was a good cause. Again, nobody was against the protest itself. It's just once you start literally in Rochester beating two people with a two-by-four that were guarding their business, that's not a protest anymore. That's you utilizing some sort of situation as being uh, for you to then inflict violence on somebody that's not warranted. That's not going to help solve this issue of police brutality. This is going to help cause a new issue around how terrible our civilization is that we're resulting to doing this, which is something that was just not what anybody would have wanted. Mm-hmm. It's just we, we have to, as a society, just be better, and we have to continue to do everything that we would want somebody else to do to us and just seriously if you don't agree with somebody instead of punching them in the face just walk away you don't need to punch you don't need to get violent with people unless they get violent with you first but just don't just take a step back and figure out what you really want to do before doing it just think about before you act yeah and you get i understand people's points where they say we've tried peaceful protests it didn't work and this is where we're at now. But those same people that were peacefully protesting, like Kobe Bryant, you know, it's tough using him as an example because obviously he can't necessarily defend himself, right? Like, but professional athletes that here, so uh, John Bone Jones, right? He is on video taking away spray paint from somebody who was, uh, it was a white female who was spraying like, Black Lives Matter on a building or whatever. And then he took the spray paint away and said, like, that's not doing anything. Like, just stop. And then he was leading that front and eliminating that whole aspect. And you have other athletes that are peacefully protesting. And they're the ones saying, stop the violent side of it because it's not necessarily directed in the right place mm-hmm. and then they're they're also the ones that were previously peacefully protesting with either they they took a knee with Kaepernick or they wore the the shirts during pregame that said I can't breathe right like all those different things so it's I understand the as the, the point that people are making with the escalation of we tried peace it's not working now this is where we're at but the people that are committing the specific violent acts weren't the ones peacefully protesting right. they just showed up now at this point and then they're just wreaking havoc all over the country like a cop in rochester new york did not do what happened in the midwest right so why are we burning a small business down in rochester when it wasn't even the location of the actual assault that occurred right right? like the murder that doesn't make any sense same thing in atlanta like yes we're raising awareness but the platform was there anyways so ever i mean jesus you have you have cops walking with them Mm -hmm. that didn't happen before right so yeah it took a minute i understand that and i feel for them you know everybody really it's not it's not just them as in i'm not saying them as in black people jesus but like yeah, it sucks that it took a minute. I agree. Like, it shouldn't have taken that long right. by any means. Um, but I think the other thing, too, is 
it's I don't dude the whole situation sucks and there's no there's no good answer and I think that there's so many people that are trying to say the same thing that it just leads to an argument because they can't put the words together correctly to get it out but right. everyone's arguing the same point just from different angles yeah, yeah. It's, it's exhausting nobody hates corrupt cops more than good cops I'll tell you that much right now truth because the good cops now have their life in jeopardy because there's this overall thought that cops are just generally bad. Yeah, it's group it's it's group discipline. Right. It sucks. It should be that specific person, not group. Same thing with a group project in school. You know, like just because the one person screwed up and the other sixteen did great, then all seventeen people are getting screwed over because yeah. of that one person. Like they're all gonna hate that one person. So here's the thing too, when it comes to requirements on being a cop. Those requirements have gone down. Like you used to need a certain amount of credit hours, and now you don't need that much. And I think that that has D- to deal depending with, on department, right? I think that that has to deal with lack of enrollment and people not wanting to be a police officer nowadays because it's a dangerous job, and they're being targeted more and more. Same thing with our presidential candidates. Nobody wants to be a president. Would you want to be a president right now? I don't want to get into politics ever. Exactly. So now we're ra- we're lowering the bar for people wanting to get into politics, which is resulting in a less well-rounded candidate, which is what we have right now. Really, if you think about when the United States was first like establishing their government, would either of these two candidates really be considered? Right. Yeah, no. But we're lowering the bar because people just don't want to get into it. So now we're like, okay, whoever applies will get it for the most part. I mean, th- that's kind of where we're at right now is we're getting to this point where nobody wants to do this job, but we need people to do it. So let's get less qualified people in. Not saying that that's what's happening or what happened in the situation, but this is where we're going with our current environment of, I don't want to be a cop, but someone else might, who might not fit the qualifications before, which is why we might have some issues. Yeah. I mean, months ago we were talking about what is rock bottom and, it's like, and then 2020 started and yeah. we're just like, well, we're trying to basically find it now. If not find rock bottom, we're trying to find out what's beneath rock bottom. Right. Because it's just a slew, of, a slew of issues. And like all, I've talked to so many different friends of mine. Um, some just happen to be black. Like it's, it's not, you know, it is what it is. And we're all on the same page. We're just like, yeah, there's a problem. It can be fixed. Let's do what we can as people to fix it. But it's just like the whole thing is, is very, very exhausting to try to navigate through because Again, everybody is so passionate about it and then wants to do the right thing. And it's just causing more issues because there's too many different angles. And social media is not helping. Right. The media is not helping. It's just a huge platform to spread rumors or to spread false information or a false narrative or just to... Nobody thinks. Nobody puts a filter between their thumbs. They just type away and hit send and there it is. You know, and it's just... And then everybody that agrees with that will share it, mm-hmm. which will make that go viral, and it's inaccurate anyway. Yep. Gina Journey inactivated her Facebook. I'm inv- inactivating mine. Other than the Buffalo Happy Hour, I'm not going on Facebook anymore. Yeah. Especially during this time. It's just not worth the aggravation. Yeah. But I will tell you, whiskey makes it all better. Whiskey does make it all better, dude. Tell them about it. We're releasing our second batch of shirts, and we already have pre-orders in, which is exciting, some of which have already paid. Uh, but we're up to... Five already sold, and they range in sizes from small to uh, small to double XL. Really, uh, we have one extra small, 
Um, and yeah. So, my mind's all over the place, dude, because of current events. I'm just, I can't. Yeah, I jump from one to the other. Yeah, well, basically, but- what we have here is we're putting in a new shirt. Uh, we already ordered all of them. Like Mike was saying, we had people already pre-ordered, and we just put that post up today, which is extremely exciting that we already had a lot of interest in it. This is going to be a black shirt, a black crew neck shirt, and it is going to have our logo. If you go on an Instagram, you can see it, but it's going to have the, the inner shield of our logo with the glasses and the 716 up on the top chest. Underneath, it's going to be letters that say, whiskey makes it all better. Kind of not directly related to anything that's going on right now, but whiskey makes everything better. I mean, this is something that brings people together. This is something that can be enjoyed by all. And this is something that you and I believe in that when we are stressed, we like to have some whiskey. So this is something that we really like to put into our shirt. True. So it says whiskey makes it all better on the bottom, uh, right underneath the chest. And then on the back, it's a a huge logo of ours. That's like a, a 10 by 10. So we're ordering the shirts soon. We're getting mock-ups made right now for uh, us to wear just so we have them and we can look to make sure that we like everything. But this is basically what's going to happen. So if you want one of these shirts, either comment on this video, go to our Instagram or our Facebook when we made this post. Let us know that you want one. We want to make sure that we order all the sizes that everybody wants. If you want a 2XL, let us know because we need to make sure that we order enough 2XLs. If you want an extra small, let us know because we can potentially order another 2XL or uh, extra small. So just let us know what you would like. Uh, These are probably going to sell out quicker than the other ones did. One, because people know that our the quality of what we had for the first one was really good. So hopefully this will sell out even quicker. Uh, but let us know that way we order enough for everybody else. Also, a portion of proceeds are going to a local charity organization, business, etc. Um, each batch, we're picking a different local location to donate to. So a portion of the sale, um, basically when we tell you the price of the shirt, that encompasses the, the shipping and the donation already. Mm-hmm. So... Um, we're excited. I can't wait to knock this out of the park and give you guys more stuff to, to wear around town and, and promote us. And we thank you for all the support. And then I can't wait to link up with the the company for the donation because mm-hmm. they're going to be stoked. Yeah, Western New York Hero was great the first time. We're so excited to give to a different uh, organization. And we'll tell you guys once everything gets all finalized, yep. probably during an interview or something when we actually interview them. Which brings us to the next topic. Dude, phase two tomorrow. Phase two tomorrow, which means offices can open. That's this somewhat of the gist that I got. Um, oh, so it's not the full phase two? No, it is. Oh, okay. But I just don't know all the ins and outs of phase two. I know offices can reopen. Hair salons can reopen. Um, however, for hair salons, I feel I feel bad for hairstylists. Dude, it's a 13-page PDF document put out by the state of mandates that they have to meet. They're getting tested twice a week. Um, it's It's just... There's face shields involved, there's gloves, there's masks, um, it's limited exposure, and I understand, um, but I, I wonder how good the, the haircut's going to look through a face shield. <laughs> right. So, we'll see. I can't find this right now. What the hell is it? But all the information's on newyork.gov. So, in, in addition to barbershops and salons, the state posted reopening guidelines for offices, real estate, in-store retail, car sales, leases, and rentals, retail rentals, repair and cleaning, and commercial building and management. So, hopefully, this gets to a point where 
sometime in phase two or maybe the initial parts of phase three, you and I can get back out there and start interviewing some local businesses to reignite the Buffalo small business industry. Yeah. Realistically, it'll probably be phase three um, before everyone's essentially in a position for it. But it's fine. We're here. You know, Mm -hmm. we're excited to reach back out and sit down with the long list of people that we have. So we're going to be so busy. Yeah. So eventually what we want to do is start interviewing two people a week Mm -hmm. for our platform. This will have to be us getting up to that point because we can't just start with it. We're going to have we have a ton of backlog and we want to make sure we do it right. But eventually, and let us know in the comment section below too, if you like this style of podcast where you and I are sitting across the table from each other, having a conversation about current events or uh, whatever we would like. Because what we've thought, we've tossed around a couple ideas of us just ixnaying this part of it and having people come for interviews and just having interviews. Or if people do enjoy this uh, conversation that you and I have, as well as the whiskey reviews, we'll keep this going too. So your, your feedback is obviously welcome. We thrive on what our viewers like. If you don't like something, we're not going to do it. If you like something, we'll do it more. So let us know what you think and leave a comment below because we, we would love to hear what you all you all would like us to do. What y'all like. What y'all like. Hell yeah. Should we get in the cocktail section? Yeah, dude. Drop the beat for the cocktail section. Cocktails. Whoa. That was a lot. That was that was hot and heavy. That was real heavy, just like this Japanese whiskey. So for my cocktail, I have the Strawberry Samurai Japanese Whiskey Cocktail. It is the two ounces of Japanese whiskey. One ounce strawberry syrup, half an ounce of rice wine vinegar, and a quarter ounce of striga, nailed it, and then three drops of cardamom bitters with a strawberry garnish. Ooh. Sounds refreshing. A little bit. Is this something you would destroy during summertime? I don't know. I mean, there's rice wine vinegar in it, so maybe... Do you cook it or anything, or is it just all in a glass? All in a glass, really? man. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if it has a sour, like, vinegary taste to it. I don't know. I don't know. What does rice wine vinegar even taste like? I, <laughs> I would never put myself in a position to just <laughs> pop a bottle and start drinking it. Take a little sip. Yeah. No. Crazy. What do well, you got? Well, I would love that strawberry, man. Strawberry would be good in a cocktail. Yeah. All right. Mine is the matcha highball. It's two ounces of Japanese whiskey. One half ounce of lemon juice, one half ounce of honey syrup, a quarter of a teaspoon of matcha green tea powder, ice, and then you put uh, four ounces of chilled club soda, then you garnish with one lemon wheel. Wheel. And that's it. That's your matcha highball. Doesn't sound bad. No. Sounds tart, if we're being honest about it. It does. Honey syrup, matcha green tea. Are you a tea person? Do you like to drink tea? My tea person. <laughs> Not really. No. No. I uh, I'll enjoy an occasional black tea every now and then, but I don't go out of my way to have tea in the morning. It's not. I'm a patriot. All right. <laughs> so. If you go to a restaurant, what do you order to drink? If you're not having alcohol, water. Yeah. Do you ever order pop or soda? No. Or whatever the cool people say. Yeah. No. No. Why? Do you? No. Dude, I haven't had pop 
or soda or whatever you want to call it in years. I just don't like it. I think the, to me it makes my teeth feel all gritty. Yeah, it does. The only drink that I'll have that's close to that is ginger ale, and that's mainly because I'm mixing it with Canadian Club. <laughs> so you know, cheers. Do you order like? Would you order iced tea at all if you went out? Actually, I do sometimes. Uh, if I'm in South Carolina, I'll order a sweet tea. Sweetened. That's what I was. That's what was my and next then, question was going to be. Do yeah, you sweet or unsweetened. Sweet. Tea? I don't drink unsweetened tea. It's for terrorists. It, I can't <laughs> stand it. I my mom used to drink it all the time, which says a lot about her being a terrorist. But uh, she would have it all the time in the house, and it's pouring it, and it's the worst tasting stuff in the entire world. Hundred percent. Why would you subject yourself to that? It has zero flavor. It's the same thing as people that eat orange chocolate. <laughs> Those people should not or talk. Or sponge to me. candy. <laughs> yeah. Those people should not talk to me. Yeah, it's the worst. Did you ever eat the inside of a mattress? Because that's what it's like eating sponge candy. <laughs> so, not for me. Just doesn't make sense. I don't know why you would do that to yourself. It's disgusting. It's gross, man. It is very gross. So, dude, coming into this episode, man, I had like, this is going to be Mike Kelly's official statement on Mr. George Floyd's situation and... When you asked me and I was all hyped up for it, my brain just went to mush and I just feel horrible about it. And I just like can't formulate thoughts because I feel so bad. The whole thing sucks. The whole thing sucks, man. I was trying to get us all happy and now you're bringing us back down. I know. I I know. I just, you know, like it shouldn't happen. Like racism should not be a problem today. Flat out. Like, it just should not even be a topic of discussion. Who gives a shit if you're white or black? Really? Who cares? Right. Who cares if you're from India? Like, the whole the whole African-American thing, the whole PC culture of, like, I'm an Irish-American, I'm an Italian. Who cares? Like, were you born here? Yeah. Okay, cool. You're an American. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah. Even like, if you're not born here. You yeah. don't got to be an asshole to somebody. Right. And, and my point is, it's it's okay to take pride in where you're from. Right. Like, I'm proud to be Irish, but I'm not just going to walk around and, like, demand somebody call me an Irish American. Or, like, it's... I'm an American, dude. Like, I was born here. I'm from here. I I treat everybody equally. Like, I... If you don't do anything harm to me, I'm not going to do any harm to you. I treat you with respect. We can smoke and joke. Like, I, who cares, man? Live your life. You know? Like, it's... And that's the same thing with anybody who is... Whatever. Like, if they happen to be gay, cool. Be gay. Who cares? Right. Like, why Why is it an issue? You're not affecting me at all, so why would I Exactly. Care? Like, it just, it blows my mind that it's that it's a thing. Like, really? You right. know? Like, if, I don't know. If you're an asshole to somebody, be an asshole because of a personality trait. Not because of anything else. Yeah. Like, if, if they beat dogs, then, yeah, be an asshole to them. If they neon someone's neck, yeah. Yeah. Go go to jail because yeah. you're a piece of shit. If they eat orange chocolate, then yeah, you know, like it's. <laughs> but I'm not. I just don't understand it, and it's a damn shame that people are losing their lives because some asshole puts his knee on a neck. Yeah. Like it just should not be a thing. It's really, it's really sad. And now we can't even like. You have to tread water because you can't talk about it because you're you're afraid of offending somebody. It's like, d- dude, just like give someone a hug and just. Have a have a yeah. beer, like Jesus. We're all on the same side on this. Mm-hmm. Again, I want to repeat that because there's no divide here. None. Literally, none, none. I and, just can't stand it. If any, I don't know if, if anyone needs a character reference of where I stand. Ask all my friends that just happen right. to be black. Like I've I've openly talked to them about it. Where I was like, dude, this sucks, and they're just like, preach, bro. Like this shouldn't be a thing. I'm like, right. correct. It's just it's really sad. Hopefully, we all learn. Hopefully, we get better. 
Hopefully there's more training involved when it's applicable. And, you know, hopefully we take steps in the right direction because obviously something needs to happen. It shouldn't mm-hmm. be a reoccurring theme. It shouldn't be a reoccurring event. Um, you know, it's just, it's sad that, that it exists. And it's tough because there's so many people that live in the cultural sphere, again, where they don't get out of the American bubble and they just sit in it and they're just constantly reading police botters. They're just constantly reading social media. They're constantly reading false news that it's, it's just not even right. Like someone's status could be considered news and Mm -hmm. it could just be totally inherently wrong, but they take it as fact or Bible and that that's how they live their life. Like, it's just, dude, take a break, right? Like go sit by some Creek and relax. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. Let a bird shit on your shoulder. I, I don't know. There's more to life. And it's really sad that people can't just enjoy the greatest country that ever exists because there's just assholes that ruin it. It's so frustrating. People always say the phrase, don't ruin it for everybody else. That's literally what's happening right now. Yup. Don't ruin it for everybody else. This is a great country. There's assholes out there. And they need to be in jail. But the most majority of people are good people. They yeah. really are. And everybody should be able to enjoy how great this country is. You can see that from, from again, bringing this back to Buffalo, because I haven't followed up on a lot of the riots that have been happening across the country. But Buffalo, the next morning, there were a bunch of people out there in Niagara Square cleaning up. Yeah, the, that the was place, nationwide. The place looked like it, there was nothing happening there. Yeah. Everybody goes out and cleans up because a majority of the people are good people. And everybody needs to understand that. It's scary. It's a terrible world that we live in that there's still assholes out there, but there'll always be assholes out there. But a majority of the people are good people. So please, everybody, continue to be a good person because that's what's going to keep us going forward. That's it. And whiskey makes it all better. And whiskey makes it all better, goddammit. (laughs) Oh, my God. God damn it. All right, let's get to rating this thing. We got some stuff to do. (sighs) Label branding. You're just so aggravated. Listen, because, dude, I am aggravated. It shouldn't be a thing. All right. That label I cannot read. And I apologize. All right. I got, I got Hadazaki. Couldn't tell you. I got small batch. I got some colors. Um, The rest of it. Hey, man. Hey, you know what do they call someone that knows two languages? Bilingual, Bilingual yep. right? What do they call someone that knows three languages? Trilingual. What do they call an American? Dumb. No. Oh. I kind of I, I said it wrong <laughs> because I'm drinking 92 proof and I'm too juiced up right now. But what do you call someone that only speaks one language? An, an American. American. So, cheers. Let's just get sloshed <laughs> on this friggin' campfire moss that I'm pouring down my gullet. All right. What does the back of it say? It tells a story. So, first of all, what are your opinion on lighthouses? They're necessary. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know where to go? You know? That's why they're there. There you go, everybody. Take care. That was a Rod Swanson <laughs> if I ever heard one in my life. <laughs> what do you think of lighthouses? They're necessary. Next question. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I cannot stand you. <laughs> All right, so I like lighthouses. They're pretty sweet. When I went to uh, Cape Cod uh, for uh, a police exam a while ago, um, 
that was one of my things. I wanted to go to different lighthouses because they're cool. They're, they're sweet features. They aren't necessary. You are right. But I like them. They labeled this after Lighthouse uh, because of the other distillery that was in the area. They didn't want the confusion of there. To me, though, this is a bottle with their label on it. It's very consistent. Like, this is what you, if you were to picture scotch, this is exactly the bottle that you think it would be in. Really? Would the top be the same too with the cork? Yeah. All right. Go, Bills. Oh, here we go. Pulls out the Al- the Alcantoshin. <laughs> the Alcantoshin. Yeah, like if you look at, I mean, this is not the same, but like this is different to an extent. This is super dark, first of all. Um, but this is the other scotch that we've tried here. And it's like the same bottle. Even if you think of uh, Lagavulin, it's the same type of bottle as this. It's not anything to like ride home about. I do like that there's some Japanese influence on the label itself with the, the writing as well as the, uh, the picture over in the far right-hand part of the label. It is pretty cool. I'm not going to go crazy over it, um, but I do also like to add an additional bonus point because of the box, because I'm a huge box fan. So I would maybe give this an A+. Plus. I agree. I agree, I agree, I agree. I agree, I agree. Okay. Nose. Michael, nose. What do you got here? Getting a little vanilla. A lot of peat. I'm getting smoke. Campfire. Yeah, there's peat. A little leather. Anything else? What about like a little bit of lemon? Yeah, no doubt. That sounded sarcastic. No, it's there. It's it's pertinent. Um, speaking of that, dude, I just can't wait to start baking again. Yeah. Said so, no man ever. All right. So like a moss, lemon, and vanilla. The vanilla's really faint, though. Um, I'm going with an A. A. I'll take an A. Initial taste. You're getting like a savory bit. Um, it is very sweet. I don't know if I would think of scotch as ever being sweet. This is very, very sweet. I'm getting a little bit of the smoke. Um, the lemon up front. Yep. And kind of like a, a hay type of. Yeah, like a burlap. Yeah. Burlap, hey, I agree, I agree, I agree, I agree. And then it's not, there's a burn per se, but it's it's similar to the like the scotch burn, mm-hmm. no doubt. Yeah. Not like a, uh, like a hotter whiskey, like a bourbon cask mm-hmm. strength, nothing like that. Not that kind of heat. It is good. It's really I'm not that bad. Like it, yeah. um, it, I mean, I just wouldn't go out and buy it, but it's not bad. Yeah. You know, like if this was given to me as like, dude, you got to try this Japanese whiskey. It's a delicacy. I'll treat it as such. Um, then I'll leave it as that. Yeah. You know, so this is I would. This is going to sound pretentious of me, but if you were to put this in front of me, I probably would guess that this is blended because it doesn't have a solely scotch taste and it doesn't have a solely like whiskey taste sure it's 
a good medium ground for both of them. It, it cuts right in the middle. And I don't know if you can get this type of flavor profile from a whiskey that is not blended. I think it would be very, very difficult to do that. Do you agree? I agree, I agree. I agree. I, I concur with the last set statement. Yes. Shallow and pedantic indeed. All right, so, so initial taste, A? Yeah, A. And then as it's going down, the ending note, it's giving me... It's not that much different than the initial taste. To me, it the, the flavor profile starts out with an initial burst of lemon and burlap. And then as it's going down, it ends with this type of peaty lemon hint of vanilla ending. It, it's very consistent throughout, and it lingers quite more than I would expect yeah, from it's this like type the, of a whiskey. The oils of it sit in your mouth. Mm-hmm. You definitely have an oil... Uh, back ending note that really just sits there it's a shame that they don't put age statements on this True. i would think that this is a three or four year old whiskey and it sits on the back of your tongue mm-hmm. it doesn't really go down your throat at all yeah there's no heart as in, as in the oils yeah um you know what you know what dude for initial taste i might go b and then for ending note i might go a so B, uh, I give it a B plus. Okay. B plus in, uh, initial taste, A ending note. Okay. You like that? Sure. It's a good compromise. Because I think this is an A. You probably think it's more of a B. Yeah, because you. I mean, dude, if I go camping with you, you'd probably just lay on the ground and gnaw on moss oh, because yeah. you're obsessed with it so much. So good. Final rating. All right. All right. Give me that countdown. Three, two, one. Ninety-four. Ninety-two. Ninety-two. I like this. I like it because it's different. That's probably where I'm getting it from. I do give you that. It is different. It's something that you're probably not going to expect when you're given a glass of whiskey. This is not anything that you would expect. No. It incorporates both that I like. I will say this. I love scotch and I love whiskey, like bourbon or Tennessee whiskey or anything like that. This sits right in the middle but below. So it's not as much as I like scotch. It's not as much as I like whiskey. It's right in the middle, but lesser. So that's why I'm giving it a 94 instead of like a 96. It is recognizable too. Mm-hmm. Clearly, because it's not English. Yeah. So it'll stick out on the shelf, right. which is why it deserves the the uh, higher rating for the label. But I will say, and this isn't part of our review, but the color of this is not appetizing. Not at all, dude. It's a huge turnoff. Mm-hmm. Huge. I don't know if that's... To be honest, I don't know much about Japanese whiskeys. Most people don't know much about Japanese whiskeys because they don't follow any type of code. They're probably coming here yeah. to find out about Japanese whiskeys. <laughs> right? And then they're we're listening to this here. podcast right yeah. now thinking and, that this is what it is. And we're telling them not much to know about it because there's not much out on it. <laughs> yeah. But, like, this is not an appetizing-looking drink because this doesn't scream whiskey to you. Yeah, no, not at all. It looks like well-hydrated well urine. And honestly, it looks like white wine. <clears throat> yeah, we'll go with yours instead of mine. Yeah. It looks like a... It's more appetizing if you call it white wine. <laughs> but don't drink this expecting it's going to be white wine because you're not going to be happy. No. Something went really, really yes. wrong. All right, man. Well, that was episode 36 of the Buffalo Happy Hour. Anything else you want to talk about? How much time do we have? As much time as we need. No, we're at 61 minutes. An hour and one minute. 
I think that's basically it. That basically sums our, us up. It is. Just spread love, not drugs. Um, spread love, not hate. Be a good person. Follow us on all of our social media. Buffalo Happy Hour 12 on Instagram. Buffalo Happy Hour on Facebook. Uh, Buffalo Happy Hour on YouTube. We're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and the works. Be on the lookout for the final announcement of where the donation's going to for the second batch of t-shirts. The second batch of t-shirts is going to be out presumably by the end of this month. And in regards to that, once they're done and you paid, we will send it to you. Whether it's hand delivery if you're local or ship it if you're out of state. Um, So far, we already had merchandise go out of the country, so we're stoked about that. So... Uh, on that note, to all my all my buddies overseas currently deployed, cheers, miss you, and when you get back, we will definitely have a drink. So, I'm excited, man. There's a lot of progress to be made. I'm looking forward to phase two, because that's going to open up a lot of other mm-hmm. interviews and getting us one step closer to our old reality. Mm-hmm. So, I'm stoked. So, drop a comment, drop a like, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on the announcements on our merch. And uh, this has been episode 36. 36. So cheers, and we will see you all next week. Stay safe. Cheers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.